was a male, didn't identify himself, then wiped all the surveillance footage. And he grew a conscious and jumped overboard? It happens. Oh, and get this, all the bodies that you're looking at are nearly drained of their blood. So, what hunts at night drinks human blood? You're gonna love this. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Well, you're not a four. Is that how bats fly? They just have to concentrate really hard. One thing that I do want is more of Jared Leto in my life. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. I was thinking of doing some bat screeches, but um, I, I thought better of that <laughs> yeah. um, in terms of the ears for our listeners. Yeah, it's probably, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's probably. A yeah, good yeah, I thought you might might appreciate. It. Yeah, I, I, and I don't know how it would have come across over the podcast other than just you, like having a heart attack or something, just screeching. You know, I don't, I don't think it would have worked as as well as you would have wanted to. So, this is episode 417, 417, which is, of course, our friend Cornelius's birthday, 417. Yeah. And tonight we're talking about Morbius. That's right, it's Morbin time. We're doing the movie Morbius. I, I'm actually surprised we're doing it, but, well, there's a reason why we're doing it. I am Sean Allred, <laughs> and joining me tonight is Andrew. Is he the real Batman? Jimison? You stole my line. I was going to say it's Morbin time, and I had a little Power Rangers thing I was going to hold up into the camera. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'll, I'll, it's okay. I will. I tell you what, no, start over. Let's do it again. Oh, okay. Take two. No. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm okay. kidding. I'm no. kidding. <laughs> Hi. How Hi. are we? I'm good, buddy. How are you doing? I'm, I'm well. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Sam. What? That's not flying. It's falling with style, Vector. Absolutely. And Sean, I was so unmotivated by this movie that I'm just going to kill you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I have no creative juices for this one. So, all right. Um, yeah. You're just going to die easily. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Is that okay with you this week? Yeah, it's fine. In fact, I'm going to die in such an unremarkable manner that even our battle will be boring and not really all that interesting. Because <laughs> the majority of our fight scene will be just us falling down. Yeah, the... yeah, that sounds about right. Because that's what happened. They just fell. <laughs> and, apparently, and apparently there are huge open structures hundreds of feet underneath New York also, but that's fine. You didn't know that? I didn't. Well, I guess Ghostbusters taught us that, and Ninja Turtles, and I well, guess other... that's it's pretty much because every of the Yankees. movie. Yeah, the it's Yankees. because of the Yankees. The... Yeah, that's where they keep their bats. Oh, nice! Oh man, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Just look on Sarah's face. Like my, right my mind is like blown. I have no idea what's happening right now. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, she goes my. with the Yankees, and okay. That, right. was, that was great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And making her triumphant return, or maybe her reluctant, or her <laughs> her unexpected. Hesitant. Her, hesitant. Well, unexpected. hesitant. Well, yeah. Unexpected, I think, is actually a better term. Her unexpected return is Sarah 
As per usual, there is only one woman in the universe, and she needs saving from Bird in the Hand podcast. Yeah. Tweet, tweet, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the slogan from your podcast? It is now. Nice. Oh, I, I like it. Be. I'm yeah, telling I myself that I shouldn't be cussing and like, okay, Sarah, calm down. Like you can, you can reel it in a little bit. And the first thing I roll with is that. So I'm that it's the, yeah, it's, that's, that's, a, that's happening. Tweet, tweet bitches. I like it. All right. <laughs> I want a, I want a coffee mug and a shirt that says that. I'm down. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, our, 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 our merch department will get right on it. So Sarah, thank <laughs> you for coming back on the show and thank you for kind of filling in short notice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I was I was telling Andrew that I got home about four forty five and I turned the movie on right then, and it ended about thirty minutes before I started setting up. So I'm here for it. Right. We, nice. we we do appreciate it. So uh, if you saw, you know, if you listened last week, we were supposed to have V with Life Paranormal with V. Uh, life got in the way as it happens. It's just one of those things. I just feel bad because this is like the third time we've had to reschedule with her. Uh, she just has a very uh, non-conforming life, and that's okay, and we love her, but, you know, that's fine. But it gave us an opportunity to have Sarah back on the show, which is cool. And mm-hmm. and this time, unfortunately, her you know old co-host Kells couldn't be here, but at least you don't have to hover around one microphone to do the oh, podcast. Oh, that's right. <laughs> hey, I've learned a few that. things since then. I actually know how to use the audio interface, and I didn't need Sean for like 45 minutes to help me set it up. So, like, I've, I've come a long ways in life, guys. Yeah. Oh, it, it, you're right. Well, <laughs> uh, I actually trained her so well that she has now ranked up to audio aficionado. Facts. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I'm trying to get Andrew to that status, too. For uh, for mm, yeah. yeah, it's close, but I can't spell the word, so it's gonna be a while. That's fine. <laughs> so Perfect. here we go, Morbius 2022's Morbius, Morbius. Sam, I almost did it. I know, I know, you'll do it all night that uh, way. Yeah. It's, it's well, coming. I think I there's probably it. a reason uh, to call this movie Morpheus because yeah, Morpheus is the what was the god of sleep. <laughs> No, well, boring. and he morphs, morphs back and forth. Else? Yeah, we'll get into it. Oh, will we? Okay. So, like I said, <laughs> this is 2022's Morbius. This is the movie that Sony uh, decided to make without the MCU. So, this is not a Kevin Feige movie, which means it's going to be not good. And it's just kind of the law of things. If it hasn't, if if the MCU is not involved, uh, exception yeah. Logan. Right within the last five to ten years, anybody want to want to argue that point? Other than Logan, no. what Marvel movie has been really, you know, has been good that was outside of the MCU? Um, Nicholas Cage. Uh, Don't you dare the... say Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You know I hate Nicholas Cage. Yes, I know you do. So, and maybe there is something I just not think of. And someone might say something like, well, what about Kick-Ass? That's a comic book movie or, you know, Scott Pilgrim. Well, also, that's been longer than five years. But uh, my point Isn't is this. Dr. Strange outside of MCU? No, he's part of the MCU. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it's good. Therefore, MCU. So this movie, yeah, directed by Daniel Espinosa. Espinosa? I'm probably not pronouncing it the way he would want it. No, no. 
That's good. Espinoza, maybe. Uh, he has directed some other things. Uh, he directed 2012's Safe House, which I really liked with Ryan Reynolds and Denzel Washington, I think. And he also directed Life, which is that uh, space movie where it's it's kind of like a, a precursor to Venom, right? They're up in space and then a little black oh, dude yeah. gets oh, on them. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. I never saw that, but I know what you're talking about. I didn't see it either. Uh, and that's kind of it <laughs> that he's known for. Even he's directed other things. I've just I've never heard of Outside Love or Babylon's Jukin or The <laughs> Fighter. <laughs> Babylon's what? Uh, it's it's one word. Ba- ba- no, not Babylon. Babylon. B a b y l o n s j u k a n. That's one word. Okay. Babylon's okay. ba- Jukin. Jukon? Sean Reading Things is sponsored by Grammarly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> young young woman with dead... This is the description. Young woman with a dead-end job and no apartment moves into a slacker and his friend... Moves in with a slacker and his friends. The sentence is bad. Not even a young woman, just young woman with a dead end job and no apartment. Oh. Okay. Wow. Well, there you go. Uh, it's one of those movies that has a bunch of people that don't have pictures on IMDb. Uh, anyway, that's fine. Andrew, what is Morpheus? I know you're just, <laughs> I just said it again. Damn it, Sam. <laughs> you put this in my head. What is Morbius? Biochemist Michael Morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. How can you inadvertently... uh, You know what I thought of? I thought of a lady in Wuhan, China, let's say. Let's just pick a place uh, out of the air, who, I don't know, Finds uh, like bat soup, and then <laughs> bat, bat soup. screws the rest of the world. Right, that's what I'm picturing. Am I yeah. far off? No, it's pretty much <laughs> it, isn't it? When you start messing with dead bats and eating bats, and yeah, we what we've decided this movie is is just it's a you know an alert to all people to stay away from bats. Yeah. It's an allegory on COVID. It is. That's how deep this movie was. It was all about COVID all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I mean, it was obviously during COVID. Uh, this was filmed yeah. and, and whatnot. Oh, so they were on drugs. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so this is one of those movies. Okay. So this is a movie that's it, it's in a... It feels like Hollywood's doing this recently. And by Hollywood, I mean mostly kind of Disney for some reason. But we need to take these movies about villains and give them almost heroic backstories. Right? Like, we, mm-hmm. let, let's make a Maleficent movie. Uh, we, we just had a Corella DeVille movie. Uh, let's have the... Well, Joker doesn't make him out to be the hero, but... Uh, but he's also, he, he also isn't totally the bad guy. Yeah, you, well, you, I guess he is at the very end in terms of shooting the guy in the head, but there was a reason why he 
Yeah, he's he's a sympathetic character. You're right. But it, you know, there you go. Thank you. That's that's a better way of putting it. A sympathetic character. Yeah. And, yeah. And so you have this one, obviously, and uh, there's probably a couple others I can't think of on top. But it just feels like we're doing this more recently, where we're like, oh, we need mm-hmm. to take these bad guys and give them because because Morbius is a bad guy. He's a villain, right? He is a he's a Spider-Man villain. He is out to kill people. And uh-huh. and this movie makes him out to be a victim of circumstance, and he doesn't want to hurt innocent people. He only wants to drink the fake blood. You know, so that's it's like that's what he is, right? And yeah, I have a hard time with that because <laughs> that's not who he <laughs> is at all. So I'm really interested to see how we all go with this, especially uh, Sarah. I'm really interested to hear your your opinion because. You don't have a any of the comic book background with this character, and B, you admitted before we started recording that you've not seen, uh, I guess, any of the Spider-Man movies either. To to know I, that I think I've seen like two, like the um, Tobey Maguire was one of the better ones, but I also haven't seen all of the eighty-seven other Spider-Man movies that they've made. So, yeah, <laughs> eighty-seven. <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> It's been eight, but that's yeah, eight. close enough. That's yeah, I rounded up. Yeah, <laughs> to eighty-seven. I like it. <laughs> oh, and Venom, right? There's a commercial for Venom right now on IMDb. So Venom's another one, right? Venom's a bad guy, but let's make him out to be a hero-ish. So, anyway, sorry I interrupted you, Sarah. I'm just. Uh, I actually had to look up Morbius online because I was like, I don't. I don't know who this person is, but what I thought was interesting, <clears throat> there's this website that talks about uh, the the character's durability, energy, fighting skills, intelligence, speed, and strength. And so my impression of Morbius in this is that he's a super genius and he, you know, helped save lives over the years while he was still sick, trying to find a, a cure for whatever it is that he's sick with and his friend. But on here, they put him as uh, intelligence at a four out of six. And I was like, mm, but that doesn't make sense to me. And then same thing with speed and strength. They only gave him a four for energy, fighting skills, and speed and strength. So I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't get it. Because when he, when his, we'll say when his powers are activated, he's, you know, high speed, high strength, strong fighting skills, all that jazz. So I was like, I don't know if this website is accurate or if I'm. If I just really don't know what I'm doing, so which could be a combination of the two. So here we are. A four out of six. What a weird ranking. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you even do that? I mean, I, I don't guess. Know. Don't get it. I mean, I guess if a one is a like a like me, <laughs> then a four is pretty strong, right? And if if six is, I don't know, Thor. Then this I'm... is also from Marvel.com. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm saying, really? like, like, wow. like, if if he's it's on the same, source or yeah, I mean, like, if if Captain America is a three, then yeah, he would be a four. I'm okay with that. I guess it's just a weird out of six. It's just a weird ranking, right? Uh, but, but even on here, it says you know four out of six for intelligence, but he has a PhD in biochemistry. Like, I don't know about you guys, but there's n- no chance at all that I'm ever going to get a PhD in biochemistry. Like that's well, you're not, not a four. It's just the way it is. again what what, like 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 it's like because they you know like reed richards right andrew like reed richards is like the smartest in the mcu or in the in marvel like would he be a six is he the six is 
is Tony a five? Is Bruce Banner a five? If he's a four and they're on a five, then okay, fine. Like, I guess, again, this scale is strange, and I spent probably more time on it than we needed to. But <laughs> anyway. That's okay. Time for five-word reviews. Let's dive into this thing, because I just can't wait. Andrew. No, Sam goes first. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? I've got, two t- I've got two tonight. Yep. And my first one is, actually, Sean, we talked a little bit about this earlier today. Yeah. And it is a microwaved plain baked potato. <laughs> A microwave plain baked potato. And, and my second one here t- describes what I mean is uninspired made by committee film. This thing, like it took the safe road in every single manner, shape, and form. Uh, you know, th- one of the reasons why Marvel MCU movies are so good is because the really good ones take a comic book character and put it into a genre film, yeah. right? So Ant-Man was heist. You know, so on and so forth. Uh, and this thing was just boring. It wasn't there. But yet I could see how they could have made it a really cool horror thriller type of movie with, with the premise. I mean, it's it's Jekyll and Hyde, folks, right? I mean, it's pretty much that story. But let's make this thing, let's let's amp it up. There's there's some real horror elements that we could have added, and it just was boring as hell. You know, the 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 visuals weren't all that great to look at. I thought it was at least I I don't even know how to describe it. I was very disappointed in this. Not to the effect that I was going to walk out on the movie. I heard a lot of people did on this one, but wow. to the effect that I just think they blew an opportunity with something that could have been really cool. <sighs> Do you say yeah. why, Sarah? Like, why would people walk out? I, I am. I, I will be the first person to admit that I am not a movie critic, and so for me, <laughs> if I'm going to spend the money on a theater movie, my hind parts are sitting there for the movie. <laughs> have have you guys ever not. walked out of a movie? Like in a, in a theater, ever walked out of one? No, not no. At all. I- I agree with I, Sarah. I, I'm just I'm too cheap to like. Yeah, I, I spent the money and I. At that point, like, don't want to walk out. So yeah. when when my wife and I, when we lived in a different town, we were we lived next to uh, our good friend of the show, Billy and Catherine. And, LA. Uh, and so Sarah and Catherine would go watch girl movies, and then Billy and I would go watch whatever. So like it, the next girl movie was out, and so they went to go watch that. There was nothing in the theater that interested us, so we went and watched the new Fantastic Four movie, the most recent one. Oh. <laughs> and that's a bad film. Yeah. I mean, it's objectively yeah, it a bad. it's a bad movie. And and Billy and I didn't walk out of that. We we, we were both angry yeah. that we spent money on it, but there was no way I was going to walk out of it because I almost feel like I, I can't complain about it unless I sit through the whole thing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but so I'm with you, Sarah. I would I would never walk out of a movie. I mean, unless it was like a dollar theater. Yeah, you know if those even still exist, I don't know. But even then, like I know that I only spent a dollar, so who cares? Then it's you know it's it's two hours in a comfy chair with some popcorn, and I'm fine with that. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and well, I've I've never either walked out of one. Um, I've turned them off if I'm home, right? I've I've yeah. turned them off or fallen asleep, but I've never actually not not finished one in the theater. So that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, um, but this one, <laughs> um, I, 
what a dumb villain. What a dumb villain. I, I just, it's, it's just such a stupid way to, you know, I could see Spider-Man fighting him because he's fast and all that sort of stuff, but it's just, it's been done before. And I just think this, this whole thing is just not thought through very well. There's a, a quote from Morbius in the movie that says, if you quote the notebook, I'm going to turn and hobble very slowly in the other direction. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a good like statement for the film. If the film is going to quote the notebook, I'm going to turn around and walk the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to reference the notebook in a Marvel film, unless you're Deadpool, who's probably going to rip the notebook, you know, it's just, yeah. it's going to be bad. So, yeah. okay. So I guess I do feel like I need to say this. The reason why we did this movie in the first place was because typically during Halloween, we try to watch a legit scary movie, right? Which I think we did with Paranormal Activity, and and also I think Carrie, though it wasn't, it didn't scare us, but it was probably scary for its time, and and we like to try to do a classic, right? Because we've done The Exorcist and we've done, uh, I can't think of other ones off the top of my head, but we've done these other kinds of movies, right? And then we also always do a really dumb one, right? We do yeah. some beavers yeah. or. Something like that, right? You know, you know. Yeah. La- last year we did uh, a blade was kind of our kind of our silly, you know, not really serious. I mean, it's not trying to be a silly movie, but it's not scary. It's just a good time. Uh, though yeah. I would say Halloween Kills is probably silly, but not for the right reasons. And so then let me, let me just go ahead and thank you, Sean, for pulling me in for the dumb movie of the season. You're welcome. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, in the previous year, right, we did Gerald's Game, and then We Summon the Darkness was our dumb one, right? We did, you know, we did We Summon the Darkness, and then Midsummer, Midsummer, and then Train to Busan. So, I think we're kind of in the same vein here, right? Paranormal Activity, generally pretty scary, at least was for me. Uh, Carrie, again, nice classic horror. And then next week we're doing Nightmare on Elm Street two, which you know mm-hmm. it's in the horror. It's kind of classic horror. Yeah, uh-huh. so, I would put it in classic. So yeah. I I thought it was okay to do. The, plus, this is what Vanessa wanted to watch. She really wanted to do this movie because she thought it was hilarious. And so uh-huh. we were kind of locked in when when she had to go. So you know, here we are with Sarah doing this movie. So, but Sarah, I I have to. I'm going to throw it to you now for your five word review. But I'm I I have to share this with the now again I'm cheating because you messaged me a little while ago. But you said, uh, what did you say? Crap, what did you say? Uh, oh, first of all, uh, I love this movie so far. So <laughs> I was like, okay, and then you said it's like a good guy as a villain going after another villain, which you're right, that's exactly what it is. And then you also wrote that I'm drooling over Jared Leto. So there you go. That's enough of yeah. us. That's enough of our secrets. Let me let me just also point out that I would do extremely dirty things to Jared Leto, even with his creepy vampire <laughs> mask on. So when he was like super sick and laying on this table, and she, you know the ex fiance is trying to like inject him with this this whatever the hell it was, I was imagining myself on top of that table, like. Hey, Jared Leto, like you're you're 80 pounds and you're ill and you're dying. And then when he was not dying anymore and his body, you know, came back to what it's supposed to be. Wow. 
of course I was drooling all over that. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, that's fine. You know, like what you like. That's that's cool. If you want to watch a fun Jared Leto uh, movie, go watch Lord of War. You can watch him sniff cocaine off a a seat back seat of a car. That's true. Hey, yeah. I will let him sniff cocaine off of me. That's like <laughs> I'll go to a concert. Let's go. Like, <laughs> I really like Jared Leto. So, uh, yeah. So I initially I did like the movie, and then as it went on, I was googling. Um, I mean, I've been on Marvel.com for a couple of hours, so I was kind of like reading some <laughs> of the stuff. And uh, I think there's there's definitely a point where when you said that like there were missed opportunities in the storyline. So the one thing that I saw was like when, the, and this is from Marvel. So they they talk about how Michaels found a drift from the fishing vessel and his thirst was really high. So he killed all the crewmen and caught all this unwanted attention. But then it talks about how he re-entered the water once again, washing up on Southampton where a six armed Spider-Man happened to be staying in Dr. Kurt Connor's house. I don't know who Dr. Kurt Connor is, but like, if a six-armed Spider-Man all of a sudden came out when he's, like, washed ashore, I, that would have, like, added a lot more excitement to the movie. So I was like, oh, well, where did that come from? And then it talked about how um, Morbius woke up and saw the wall crawler and tried to feed on him. Like, that that would have been a pretty exciting scene, I think. And then that was completely not in the movie at all. So, yeah. I think yeah. definitely missed opportunities in this one. Well. Okay, so they can't have Spider-Man in this movie for a couple of reasons. One, they couldn't have afforded that because so right now the only Spider-Man that we have movies of is the Tom Holland Spider-Man, and that Spider-Man is shared by Disney. This is a solely Sony movie, so which is how they which is which got them in trouble because when the first trailer leaked. Uh-huh. It has a, it has a, there's a, a picture of Jared Leto walking by and it shows the Tom Holland Spider-Man with spray paint murder, spray painted murderer yep. on it. So everyone yeah. thought, oh, this is going to be in the Tom Holland MCU, um, you know, what universe. And then the, universe, the director yeah. came out and said, no, this is not in that universe. And so. But there was also in that trailer, Oscorp, which doesn't exist in the MCU that we know. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they, yeah. they couldn't make up their mind. But, in of course, neither one of those things are in the trailer also, or in this movie. Also, they right. filmed um, scenes with uh, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. But then, but then they had to cut them because J. Jonah Jameson isn't in the universe that they're going to set this in because uh-huh. Jay Jonah Jameson isn't in the amazing Spider-Man series, those those two movies. Mm. So like once I saw him read the Daily Bugle as a paper, then that cemented to me this is not the Tom Holland universe. This yep. can be the Andrew Garfield universe, which is uh-huh. where I think they're going to go with this one and make an amazing Spider-Man 3 and it'll be post of uh, No Way Home. And that would be cool. I think that would be yeah. cool too. Him yeah. him yeah. coming back, you know, with that with those experiences. I think that would be kind of neat. But but to your point, Sarah, so like what you were reading there, like the reason why they can't have a six-armed Spider-Man is because they haven't well one they haven't they haven't told that story and 
though Kirk Connors is technically in this universe now, because uh, he's the lizard. Uh-huh. Um, at at okay. this at this point in time, he's either in jail or um been cured, depending on when. You know what I'm saying? I guess. So I guess he would. Still depending be on when this set takes place, because yeah. I guess the end of the movie is when we see the crack. Uh, um, yeah. Which probably was very confusing to you, Sarah. <laughs> that 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 crack thing in the end, and all of a sudden Michael Keaton shows up. Yeah, I, I like when I when I realized what was happening because you know the the credits run for a second, and then you're like looking at different things. When I realized what was happening, I was like, "Why is Michael Keaton in this?" And I I had to rewind it a couple of times because in my head I was like, "Is Michael Keaton part of the Marvel universe?" <laughs> like I, I was so confused, but yeah, I had to rewind it a couple of times. I was like, "I don't." Because he don't plays he plays the Vulture in Spider Man Homecoming. He's the the first villain that the Tom Holland Spider Man fights in okay. Spider Man Homecoming. So, but. So, so that leads me to this question, Andrew, because Sam and I tried to, uh, offline yeah. earlier. We were yeah. trying to figure out is why did they have him come to this world? Because in Homecoming, bad guys go to that universe that know who Spider-Man is. Right. But in this movie, for some reason, he goes to this universe and then stays. Why does he not go right. back? Yeah, there's, there's no reason. Well, it, I, I remember when this... Uh, you know, I guess when did this come out? Like six months ago, five months ago? Yeah, pretty much. Something like that. People were losing their mind about that. Because, well, I don't know, I guess it was when, I guess, uh, Doctor Strange, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Yeah, when we had the, the uh, well, I guess the latest Spider-Man, whenever that was, when the three Spider-Man came together. That was 21, 2021. Okay. That's when people were losing their mind about this. Because of what you just mentioned, because it makes no sense for those people to be drawn to the universe where Tom Holland is and for his character to go to the Andrew Garfield universe, if that's where they're going with this. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Well, the, the spell was simply go back to where you came from. It wasn't let's mix things up. Now, right. That's how I took it. There's a simple way they could retcon that and just say that there's two of them but why is why did that one appear there yeah yeah i i don't know yeah it's there 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 has to be another cross universe travel scenario somehow i don't i don't don't have the answer to that it's a little weird and sarah i know we're probably boring you with this part because you've not seen any it's not nerdy talk at all yeah at all no not at all i'm soaking it all in and i will i do say i want to just give this quick little primer primer whatever um sony owns the spider-man character uh right marvel bought them uh, sold them to sony back in the 90s when marvel was about to go out of business so marvel so sony owns the Spider-Man thing. And the reason why they can continue to do these movies is because they, in their contract, they have to make a Spider-Man related movie every so often, or the character reverts back to Marvel, which would go back to Disney. So that's why after the Tobey Maguire movies, we then got the Andrew Garfield two movies. And then after the not success of amazing Spider-Man two, that's what eventually would lead to, them introducing Spider-Man into the MCU, and we have those three movies. But those are 
uh, a partnership between Disney and Sony. Yeah. But Sony is going to continue to make the the you know the Venom Venom one and Venom two and now uh, this movie. They want to keep doing these bad guy movies because they want to eventually do a Sinister Six movie. And, yeah. And then have that I guess somehow tie into someone Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield or I don't know who. Or maybe a Spider Verse live action. Maybe you're right. That would be cool in my opinion. That would be awesome. I would be down for that. So. So that that was just for anyone listening that is kind of unaware of why there's this so much confusion because we have these different universes. It's literally because Sony won't gift Spider-Man back to Marvel. <laughs> and there's there's no reason for them to, right? Because it allows them to keep making those Spider-Man games on the on the PlayStation and yeah. that are really successful and I mean Spider-Man's a billion dollar franchise. I mean they made Spider-Man 3 like the original Spider-Man three back in two thousand and five when that came out made a billion dollars, like and it's a bad movie, <laughs> and it made a billion dollars. So yeah. like that's just how powerful the character is. So uh-huh. they're not going to get rid of him. Sarah, did you have a five word review? I don't think uh, I gave you an opportunity <laughs> to say it. Uh, uh, yeah, I wanted to fall asleep. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So it's, it still didn't, even though you were, you know, having, uh, you know, googly eyes for Jared Leto, it still wasn't enough. A thousand percent. Yeah. So about halfway through the movie, um, I have a 70 pound bulldog and she like got up on the couch and she laid right here. Yeah. And so combine a heating blanket with a weighted blanket and a movie that wasn't entirely exciting. I was nodding off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Andrew, what you got? I have an eight-word review. Oh, oh, I apologize. It's been a, it's been a while uh, since you blatantly broken the rules. Yeah, and I'm I'm hyphening one word, so I, maybe it's nine. I don't know. Snooze fest of bloodless vampires. I care nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, here's the thing: if you're gonna make a standalone villain movie. The reason that Maleficent works so well and the reason that Venom works so well, these are villains that are – they're big villains. They have the legs to stand on their own. And the backstory that they created for those type of characters, you know, when Disney did Maleficent, it was such an interesting backstory that it was a really good movie mm-hmm. at, regardless of how you felt about that character it's just a good movie. And this one, Morbius is not, in my opinion, a a villain that has enough backstory, that has enough... I mean, yes, there are just Morbius comics. I, and I know that. He's the main character in the comics. And I know that there's backstory there. But no one... He's not well-known enough, in my opinion, to... You know, to be a main character in the world that we live in, you know, with all the Marvel heroes, he's lesser known compared yeah. to your Spider-Mans and your uh, Venom and your whoever. Uh, it's just, it's kind of like if we're going to take um, and make a, well, if we were to take a big motion picture and 
spend it making a movie about uh, Baron Zemo. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we know of Baron Zemo in this universe, and actually that that movie might be better than this. I don't know, but it, I don't know if it's the supernatural aspects of the movie. Um, I just I was not intrigued by anything that I saw on the screen. Um, clearly, the director was influenced by the Matrix and some of the the bullet shots and um, this kind of the scene where he's slow mo flying in front of the subway train, you know. And it just feel like it was. I didn't care. I, I've I've already seen this. I saw the stuff in the Matrix, and it was much better. <laughs> so, can someone I, explain to me the um, maybe I'm insane, but like the color spray paint flying through the air is that like the sound waves that he's hearing? I don't. I, yeah, I it was so the dumb. Cheeto dust when he was wearing his orange <laughs> jumpsuit. I thought, man, there's a lot of Cheeto go. dust flying around that guy. I I think it's like his bat sonar kicking the in. You know, like he can see the sound and. But I was kind of confused in that moment. Is like because that was so again when I when I do these movies, I you know I take notes and I ask questions, and so the question there was: Is he riding the current or flying? And yeah, I think he's just riding the current, which I don't really understand how that works. Like, is he? Are we to believe that he's lighter? Like, like is he as light as a bat? You know, I just but that, yeah. Like I was confused. I was really confused. Like, like, where did that power come from? What is the rule to this <laughs> this power that now he can fly? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think if he has this power, then how is the other guy not keying in on it? Yeah. Is he more powerful than the other guy, and he can pick up well, on? He's, but he's not and... more powerful because the other guy's on the red, and the red is more pure. Like the other guy is stronger than him. I just think maybe that. Uh, Doctor Who is just so, you know, keen on on killing him that he's not uh, aware of his surroundings. I don't know. I just that, that that scene didn't make sense. And then later when he's flying with the bats, I was again equally confused. Like, like okay, I guess he's using the wind current that the bats are creating to fly. I just and by the way, Peta would be totally over this thing. With the, how they're treating those poor bats, <laughs> I would have been. Is, okay. They don't stop. They have nowhere to land. They just keep going and going and going. Like birds in Kansas, there's no trees. They just fall out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I would have been more okay had the bats like gripped onto him with their little bat feet and then just flapped him away, you know, yeah. instead of yeah, him flying. Because by by him gaining this power to fly is basically saying that the DNA he took from these uh, vampire bats is magic because he doesn't have wings. He's not flapping, right? So, this is when we need Corny because he'd be able to tell us what it's like in the, in the comics. So I really, you know, does he, this is what just happened. I, I type in Google can, <clears throat> and I typed in M O R and it autofilled can Morbius fly. <laughs> so, so it has been asked uh, so according to the biggest unanswered questions from Morber, M- Morbius so this is from Looper the ensuing transformation causes him to thirst for blood but it also grants him superhuman strength and speed 
acrobatic agility, incredible hearing, and echolocation, and the ability to fly. So that according that's that's stupid dumb ability. It is. It makes no sense. It you is. know, is he is he using his echolocation to vibrate his body into the air? You know, at least give me something that corresponds to not having wings. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's or for God's I sake, give him wings. I think it's kind of previewed also when uh, all the bats are coming out from the sub, or you know, like from underground, and there's that just that big cloud of bats coming through. You know, he's not doing anything. He's just kind of riding the wave with this whole crowd of bats. I don't know what the plural term is for a large number of bats, but I'm going to use crowd. Yeah. Right. So I, I that's so weird. So I found this uh Marvel database uh page which is yeah marvel.fandom.com. So okay, take it for what it's worth there. But it's uh when I found this it says psychonic psychonic gliding Psionic gliding. Okay. Through mental concentration, Morbius is able to glide uh, through the air over short distances. However, Morbius can only glide at speeds of about 35 miles per hour. So they, can, they can clocked him, I guess. Uh, so. I get it. So is that, how, is that how bats fly? They just have to concentrate really hard? I just... <laughs> yes. Um, I just, I don't know. I have a problem with his powers. I mean, I know Spider-Man gets bitten by a spider, but it's a radioactive spider. Had he been bitten by a radioactive vampire bat? Okay, maybe. <laughs> but it's just vampire bats. I mean... Well, isn't... Okay, so I'm remembering, I'm having uh, flashbacks from the cartoon where he get, it is actually a radioactive bat. Like, it is a genetically engineered bat that does bite him and therefore causes him to turn. But these were he's just... He's in the cartoon? Yeah, he's in... So in the Amazing Spider... Or in the uh, Spider-Man the Animated Series that was out in the 90s that I watched religiously, uh, which is the oh. first time I heard of Morbius, is that's where that's where it happens to him, is he was, he was working... Was that, with, is that the one where he's wearing his black Elvis jumpsuit? Yeah. I mean, Blade shows up to hunt him. Like, that's how Bat, uh, Spider-Man meets Blade, is Blade shows up to hunt him, and Spider-Man fights Blade for a little while before they realize that they're actually looking for a bad guy. See, had they used Blade as a catalyst for this Morbius movie, movie, I I feel like that would have worked better. Or had Blade been the but Sony you know, antagonist own in this movie. Sony doesn't own Blade. They can't. Right I, I now, know, Disney owns Blade. I, my, I guess my point is, if you don't have all the goods, don't show them. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, I, think I don't that's take my shirt off in public for a yeah. reason. What What were we looking for in this movie? Right? It was. I I certainly didn't care about more Morpheus. I I didn't care uh, about uh, Matt Smith's character, whoever that was. So, what did we care? Well, we cared about the story. Well, that sucked, right? We care about cared about visuals. No, that there wasn't anything I haven't seen before there. I mean, they, they didn't give us anything that we wanted, and it it was it's very disappointing. I differ on one thing because one thing that I do want is more of Jared Leto in my life. So <laughs> that right there, I absolutely vote on. But I agree with the rest. So 
So this Everybody is his, needs a this is Mor- okay. Morbius is this is how he gets it according to Marvel fandom. While in college, Michael and Emil become brilliant scientists winning a Nobel Prize for their work in biochemistry. They attempt to cure the blood disease and develop an experimental treatment involving vampire bats and electroshock. So you add electricity to anything and that's how you get bad things. The side effects turn him into a pseudo-vampire who needs to consume blood in order to survive. And he gains typical vampire characteristics such as an aversion to sunlight, the power of flight, enhanced strength, speed, and healing. So, but see, I thought vampires flew because they turned into bats. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Dracula can't just fly. He turns into a bat. So if he would have yeah. done that, I think I would have been actually okay with it. If he magicked into a bat, fine. At least that's the vampires that we know, I guess. I don't know. Maybe maybe I've been watching too much Hotel Transylvania. But... You know what I don't also, appreciate about I was going to say I what I don't appreciate about this is the skin doesn't sparkle and he cannot play piano. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know he can't play piano. I mean, as far as And I mean, we could even loop Harley Quinn into this. She obviously knows electroshock messes yeah, with your brain a little you bit. So, uh-huh. yeah. All right. Uh I'm going to run through so, oh, my five word review. So I did I did three. Yeah. I three words or three five word reviews? Three five word reviews. I was inspired by this movie. Oh wow. My okay. first one. A Impressive. middling mediocre monster movie. I was going for alliteration. Uh-huh. Or I can actually oh I can get rid of the A and add in middling mediocre Marvel monster movie. There we go. Make it full alliteration. Yeah. This one's actually only four words, so Andrew, you get one of my credits. Insert yawn joke here. (laughs) And my last one's kind of similar to what Sam said was, it could have been fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... They had... They could have made a a Marvel-esque horror movie in the light of of uh, Doctor Strange, and it had been really cool. Like How, though? I, I think, well, there's ways well, to do dude, it. Well, do Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, um, like they did, put a little bit more mystery on whether Matt Smith is is the killer or not. Um, make it a mystery about who if you know, he's more framed. A, a Sherlock Holmes style. Maybe, yeah. Mystery. Like a J- Jack the Ripper type of thing. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, but I, he's a, he's a, he knows he can also be a Ripper. You know, it'd be, it, you could add some interesting twists to it, I think. And this just was, just boring. Yeah. Well, I th- I think that you made a good point, Sam, when you said that the villain was just not good. Like Matt Smith. No. He's I a great like actor, Smith. but yeah. yeah. But this character, I, I just, the dynamic wasn't there. There was no well, chemistry. That, you know, Nothing was earned, right? No. There was no real reason for them to be fighting. There was no, uh, it just, it was... Well, it's, ideas it's a, thrown into a blender and then popped out. Well, I think it's like because we've seen this before, right? Where like somebody gains a thing. Uh, in fact, it's like the same exact. Actually, it's the same plot line to Amazing Spider-Man Two, right? Where um, Harry Osborn is dying of the same thing that his dad died from, and he wants Peter to get blood from Spider-Man to help cure him, and he won't do it. 
And then he eventually gets Spider-Man's blood and then does the thing, but it turns him into the Hobgoblin. And therefore they have to fight because Spider-Man has these powers and he now does too. It's the same story. Gosh dang it. If you're going to steal a story, steal <laughs> a better movie. And it's a Spider-Man movie. story too, by the I way. I know. It's, just, it's so flippin' annoying. Sorry, Sarah. We just spoiled Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 for you. I'm crying. I, I can, am. I can tell. I, <laughs> I think it's still for the Jared Leto stuff. Um, can but, we just back it, up for a second? Yeah. Hob yeah. Gobbler. That's a, that's a real character. Hobgoblin. The Hobgoblin. Yeah, Hobgoblin. Yeah. Okay. The hobgobbler. Yeah, oh Either way, that's a terrible that's, name. That's the porn. That's the porn parody. Yeah. yeah. It's out of Japan. Or or the uh, Thanksgiving dinner parody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so I will. Okay, so some of the notes that I wrote before we we get because uh, we need to play some clips here and move on, and that is let's see. I we, I talked about the flying thing. There is a lot of narration in this movie. A lot of uh, a lot of narration, which is fine, I guess. But uh, I don't know. Well, okay. Did we care about the Doctor Woman lady? Do we care about her? I mean, we haven't seen her yeah. as an actress in a lot of things. Do we do we like her? Do we hate her? I mean, again, it's a movie where there's only like one woman. And she has to be rescued all the time. And she's the ex-fiance, right? Were they like, enga- were they engaged? I don't I don't I never picked up on that. Were not they? in the movie. I think the backstory is that she's the ex-fiance. Oh, see, I didn't even catch that. I didn't either. They were engaged. I think so. Okay. I believe you. I just don't. <laughs> I never picked up on that. Just they were colleagues, and. Because like even Matt Smith says, "How is what's your name?" And he's like, "Oh, he, she's overqualified, but she still works with me." And so, it's just, hmm. okay, that's fine. A, uh, Adria, Adria, Ar Arjona. Ooh, I know I didn't say that name right. Arjona. I don't know. She is uh, Guata. She's a daughter of a Puerto Rican mother and a Guatemalan father. She was born in Puerto Rico. Interesting. Okay. I mean, she's she's very lovely. We've seen her before in Six Underground. Yes. Yeah. And Triple Frontier. So she likes those uh, those Netflix movies there. But I mean, did we care about her at all? I mean, other than the fact that she was pretty, like, I, I don't know how no. to feel about her. And clearly, no that's, one else. That's, that's the problem, right? <laughs> we don't know. We don't care. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, then I'll just move on from that because obviously that's yeah. not going to go anywhere. Uh, okay. My tech complaint of the movie: when Matt Smith kills those those uh, Wall Street dudes in the parking lot, and they go and get the CCTV, and uh, the detective comes out with his laptop, and he opens it <laughs> up, and enhance. Well, not just zoom and enhance, which also sucks, but it shows just a background laptop, and he starts typing text, and then it pops up the screen, and then he types more things, and then the video plays, and then we get zoom and enhance, and then he types more things. I don't understand why movie people can't just have him use the mouse and zoom and enhance like a box on a mouse. Like, that's how it would work. And why not show... 
a player. It would be a player. It wouldn't be full screen. Like this stuff drives me crazy. I, I just if you're gonna spend a hundred million dollars in a movie, somebody in the tech department, the, the the graphics department that made this should know. This is how it looks. This is how things are real. For, <laughs> but we're gonna have a movie with just a flying hand vampire. Hand him an iPad for heaven's sakes. It just the whole thing's just that stuff <laughs> drives me crazy. I hate that stuff so much. Also, uh, one of my last notes was the yelling is kind of lame. They do a lot of just yelling, but they didn't amplify the voices. They didn't alter it. It's just them going, blah, right? I didn't hear that. How'd that go? Blah. I don't, I don't say blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, Matt Smith yells, like, four or five times. Like, even when he's doing his dancey, sexy scene, whatever, and then turns to the mirror and just yells, it's just him yelling. Right? Yeah. Like... Change it up. Make it sound vampire-y or bassy or like the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Like something besides Matt Smith going blah. So, blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing it a fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and then the last thing I wrote was uh, not much of a main fight. It's just a, a big fall. And then he has the power to control bats. You know, um, uh, this is off topic, but as much as Sarah likes Jared Leto, going back to Matt Smith for a moment, you know who he reminds me of? Uh, Vigo from the Ghostbusters 2 movie, the, the guy in the painting. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's He's got this look about him. I don't know what it is. I think if we were going to do a live action uh, Vigo character in a future Ghostbuster movie, he should... He should play the character. Vigo. I could see yeah. it. Is Vigo. Yeah. All right. I'm with it. All right. Anything else before I play clips? Uh, no, I don't think I took a note or two, but I don't think they're worth saying. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, you know what made me angry? And I hope that as musicians... Sean and Sam, this made you angry as well. He's getting the Nobel Peace Prize, right? Or the Nobel Prize for not peace. Noble. For... They called it Nobel. The, the, no, right. the Nobel Prize, yeah. But what, what bothered me was they played Festive Overture, like the intro to Festive Overture by Shostakovich, and then they changed this. It's like they played four or five chords and then changed the last note to something that they wrote in and spliced together, and it it made me angry. Like, <laughs> it just made me. You don't do that to Shostako. You don't change Shashi. You don't uh, change Shashi. Uh, admittedly, no. I didn't uh, pick up on that. I'm sorry, but. <sighs> well, we're not musicians, apparently. Well, we're not. No. We we didn't yeah. go through music history like in. That Andrew. is true. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't go through that. No it's offense, okay, Andrew. Andrew. You you insulted me by not including me in the musicians thing, but Are that you? is. <laughs> so. I didn't know. I'm sorry. It's okay. What was your instrument, Sarah? I started off with flute and moved to saxophone and then soprano sax. Oh. And I played tubo for a while. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Nice. Low brass for life. Yeah. You four four low brass players on the on the call right now. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We could all go play tuba <laughs> Christmas together. I like it. There we go. I'm ready. Let's do it. 
with, a, with a flute solo at, at one point. Yeah. Give me, the, give, give me the soprano sax again. I'm good with it. You pull, pull, one pull more it out, quick... of the, out of the two and oh, you just okay. really freak people out. One more quick story before we go on to clips. The scene where he takes the machete oh, and cuts his hand. I hate that right? so much. So, true story. My brother, when he got married, he gave all the groomsmen Gerber knives. And I said to all the other groomsmen there, we opened them up, and I said, they never send these sharp. You have to sharpen them. And I took the knife, and I went right down my hand just like that and sliced it open at the wedding. Andrew. And then I and then I learned they do sell them sharpened. Uh, they come sharpened, <laughs> and they're razor sharp when you get them out of the out of the box. Yeah. Um, I had heard somewhere that they did not come sharpened, and I was just trying to prove a point. Yeah, that was, that was a bad point to prove. I always hate. I hate uh, your story is horrific, but also I hate that 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 trope where like if someone needs to to you know produce some blood. They cut the palm of your hand. Like that's the most used part of your entire body is the right. palm of your hand. You will use that for everything. Cut like your arm or your elbow or like the you know under like any other part. Yeah, I would think, yeah the elbow would probably be my first choice. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slice a little bit off my oh, ankle. A little bit of extra it, skin it, or something. It's so dumb to cut your palm is the worst ever. Because now every time you have to pick a thing up, you're dying inside. It it hurts. It, it, I think I isn't it. it proven that your inside of your mouth heals faster than anywhere else? I don't know. I'm not gonna. So that you could just, just cut ah. your tongue and, and then ah. the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie, you have to talk like this. I just, <laughs> I just feel like if all I like is all because the whole purpose yes. of it is to expose his blood so that the bats. I don't really understand the whole point of that beginning part anyway. Like I still don't understand. It said how many years? How much? How many years earlier? Right, and then I must have missed a, a card, a title card, or something. I never realized they they went forward in time at any point. Well, it just went back. He just like here he yeah, is yeah. now, and then twenty five years ago, this is where he meets Milo, and they become buddies, and they both have this disease, and we have to show that these boys are are horrifically mean to kids who are disabled i don't know why movies have to do that also i don't think these boys exist in real life but and they do in movies i don't know maybe they do but i've never experienced it ever and and then then yeah then it just kind of kicks back and forward in time Uh, and of course jared harris is in this movie we haven't even mentioned him jared harris is in this movie and he's great yes you know as the as the doctor but again it's just like one of the times where it's like Oh, this was your opportunity to be a Marvel movie, and this is the one that they put you in. <laughs> you know, like you're you're the guy from Chernobyl, and you're, <laughs> you know, you're. Uh, well, worry I mean, about Mister Mister Jared there. I mean, talk about a wasted opportunity. Uh, Honestly, yeah, right. Didn't I just say that? Or are you, you making a joke about Jared Leto being wasted? No, I'm I'm saying that. <laughs> No, I don't think this was a Super Mario Brothers uh, movie uh, deal here. No, I just assumed but, um, that he's high all the time. Yeah, no, I no, I'm I'm being I was saying that the the person, the actor Jared Leto, was wasted in this movie. So now mm-hmm. he can't really do much else. Oh, I see. Well, what you're he, saying. Have, he he does have one thing working for him, where when the boys are little and he is treating them, and then 25 years later he's treating them again. Maybe he is a vampire because. 
no makeup changed. There was no age progression. There was no nothing. He looked the exact same. Yeah. So maybe there's some backstory there that we just don't know yet. Well, he is dead, though. So I guess he probably was one. He did. All right. Time for some clips. Here we go. Um, I'll let you be the judge of this. Are they making a reference to X-Men? There's a school for gifted children in New York. I think that I could get them to agree to cover your tuition and provide private care to help manage your condition. I honestly think that that's a nod to the X-Men, because at this point... No. But, yeah. well, but why would he be... He's not an, a mutant. I know, but... He's smart, but it's, I think you have to be a mutant to be well, yeah, accepted. Yeah. Well, now, though, we know because we get... Every time it's mentioned in a Disney Plus show or a... T, we get... Da, 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 da. Yeah. We get that little... <laughs> yeah. So, had they put that in the movie, I would say for sure, but... I, honestly, I think they were they were hinting at it. So I, I can't find it on the on the website that I was on, but there is uh, mention in here that Morbius and Professor X are friends somehow. Well, that makes sense because all of the really smart people in Marvel know each other. Yeah, so that that makes but sense. Only a four <laughs> on the scale. So Professor X is a six. Like, what are we what are we doing here? Well, I don't know. You have to, you have to find it yeah. on your site. I don't know. <laughs> like again, like you're making a four sound bad. I mean, four is better than average of the six scale. So I mean, if uh, you know, Doctor Reed Richards, you know, Mister Fantastic is kind of considered to be the smartest of them. But I mean, you know, a lot of the superhero, a lot of the Marvel heroes are smart, which is what kind of makes yep. them endearing, right? Bruce Banner, Peter Parker. Iron uh, Man, for Iron God's Man, sake. yeah, like these are all really smart people. I mean, you know, Captain America is not really all that smart, but he's you know he's clever, he's genuine, and Thor is definitely not, but <laughs> <laughs> but he's you know good to look at. All right, uh, this was a funny line. And here I thought you were just another jacked up dumb shit. Jacked up dumb shit. There you go. This movie did have an f bomb. Uh, I was. Uh, surprised at that they did have an f-bomb here is a word that they used they used it incorrectly but they used a big word you were out on a container ship that washed up off a long island doctor there were eight dead bodies inside we also noticed that their blood was uh, what do you you call it exsanguinated i looked it up that's not what that word means (laughs) enlighten us sean what does this mean? Exsanguinated means that your body has been removed of its blood. The blood can't be exsanguinated. The blood is <laughs> drained. The bodies were exsanguinated or sanguinated. Yeah. yeah. So they used a big word. They just used it incorrectly. So again, whoever the nice. writer is, uh, you failed. <laughs> they used that part of the budget to uh, make bullets slow down. Yeah. There you go. The writers Matt Sazma and Burke Sharpless. Okay. Those guys. Uh, This also sounded like a Hulk ripoff. I'm starting to get hungry. You don't want to see me when I'm hungry. Well, that's a direct quote from the Hulk. You don't want to see me when I'm angry. No, no. In uh, Edward Norton... He says that. 
Really? He says don't make he says don't make me hungry. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. Really? Yeah. It it's back in that original Hulk movie in two thousand whatever that was. Yeah. Eight. I actually yeah. liked that one. I thought it was kind of all right. Yeah. Okay. Uh I misunderstood this when I when I went to capture it. I, I understood what the point of this was, but I still like this bit, but I I thought that the movie was kind of breaking the fourth wall, and then I realized something. So I'll, I'll play the club. Oh, I love this movie. Is this the part where the mysterious guy with the hoodie comes in and kicks everybody's asses? I love that part. Who the hell are you? It doesn't matter, but I am going to need your laboratory. <laughs> you can keep all the money, all your little toys. Just leave the sciencey stuff and that bag of spicy Cheetos. First of all, they're called flaming hot Cheetos, not spicy Cheetos. So again, Jared Leto, you suck. Secondly, oh. <laughs> that was just for Sarah. <laughs> she's she's gonna throw fists. I know she's yeah. gonna start flipping me off again. Um, <laughs> but like, I didn't realize. So when I watched it the first time, and he says the line, he's like, "Oh, this is the part of the movie where," and I thought, "Oh, we're doing the thing in a movie where we, like, not." Deadpool acknowledging that we're in a movie, but like when you're in a movie and you say this is the part of the movie, like they do it in the Kingsman, right? When, mm-hmm. uh, where he's like, this is the part of the movie where you tell me your plan. He's like, yeah, this is that kind of movie. And then he just shoots him in the face. Yeah. Like, I think that like, that is funny. So I thought that that's what they were trying to do. And then when I went back to pull the clip, they're actually watching a movie. It's like a kung fu movie, and literally the guy in the background is wearing a hood, and that's why he says this. Oh, I love this movie. This is like he's actually watching a movie. So I, I missed that part. Did you time. back off on that one once you learned that? No, I mean here I am explaining it for a bit. So there we go. And that's why I write a bunch of different questions for our. Did you notice segment? Yeah. Oh no. Oh, did you ask me? It's what? A- did you ask what I, the movie I was going to ask what type of movie was playing in the back. Oh. But Kung Fu works. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> uh, last clip. Thanks for meeting me, Doc. I've been reading about you. I'm listening. I'm not sure how I got here. Has to do with Spider-Man, I think. I'm still figuring this place out, but I think a bunch of guys like us should team up. Could do some good. Intriguing. Now... I hate mm. his delivery. <laughs> that seems so weird. It sounds like a dude impersonating uh, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, yeah. You know it, the delivery is terrible. The delivery is it awful. Is. It's 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 horribly written. It's horribly acted. It, I mean, it's he's, bad. He's wearing a mask. So bad. So that's what makes me wonder: is it even Michael Keaton? Because we don't see right. his face. Like we see him earlier in the movie, but it. Oh, made... that was. That was. Recorded in a studio. I mean, that was well, sure, oh, yeah. but like, <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent convinced that like that was on a reshoot that they did, and Keaton was sure out getting the mail. Like he was unavailable. I just the it they, like stopped him in his driveway and said, "Here, can you talk into my phone for a few minutes?" But I mean, it just <laughs> it it doesn't sound like Michael Keaton. It sounds like it sounds like Andrew doing a Christopher Walken. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it doesn't sound right. <laughs> And again, the the way it's delivered, it's like I don't know. It just... Thanks for meeting me, Doc. Like that. It sounds like a commercial. It's so yeah. weird. 
anyway. Right. And it doesn't sound like his original character. It doesn't. It doesn't sound at all like the guy that we knew. It's not from... the language he uses. It's not the tone he uses. Right. Because the tone that he uses all in Homecoming is kind of serious and a little sinister, even when he's being a dad. And gruff. And he, he's still yeah. pretty gruff. This is like a guy coming over to borrow your grill. I've been reading about you. I'm listening. I'm not sure how I got here. Has to do with Spider-Man, I think. <laughs> it's just so it's weird. So... <laughs> <laughs> and if you have heartburn like we... me, you can get Prilosec DC. <laughs> it's so weird. It's, it sounds like a medical commercial. He's trying to sell something. Uh, it's, it's just... It is the worst. I, and when I, th- I thought it was a joke at first. It's just, it really is. Uh-huh. It's so bad. Yeah. It is so bad. It doesn't make you even want a Sinister Six movie with him in it. Yeah. And he was a great villain in the yeah. uh, Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I'm still figuring this place out, but I. <laughs> it's just so weird. All right, <laughs> this is the this next part is sponsored by. I'm Lauren. And I'm John. And we host the Beard Owl Podcast, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world, beer and Weird Al. And a bunch of other stuff. That's right. Do you like nostalgia? Do you like sibling banter? Do you like beer? Do you like Weird Al? Are you human? If you answered yes to any of those questions, give us a listen. Become one of our loyal commenters. And now for some more bad news. Ready? All right, this part of the show is the game that we play. It's called Hey, Did You Notice? This is a game where Andrew has created questions about the game, about the game, about the movie, of which things did we uh, did we notice in the background? Like, hey, that movie is a kung fu movie. How about that? So this week, Sarah will play against Sam, oh, and uh, we will see how they do with this game. Andrew, take it away. All right, Sarah, you're going to go first, and if you don't know the answer, we'll pass it to Sam. So here's your question. As young Michael is talking to Milo in their hospital beds, Michael is making origami bats. What other time-occupying toy is on his tray table at his bed? I don't know. All right. Uh, Sam? I don't know. Is on on the bed or on the on where? his table? You know the little hospital tables that they roll the up. Little here. tray deal. Yeah, I think oh, that's like a tray table. Uh, like a coloring book. It is a Rubik's cube. Rubik's cube. Okay. Yeah. Huh. All right, Sam. This is your question. Okay. As um, Martine and Michael go into the patient's room, Anna, Uh in the hospital there where they're helping her and trying to cure her. The room number room number is shown on the wall. What is the room number? Oh oh my gosh. Uh one one thirteen. Sarah. (laughs) One (laughs) twenty one. Seven oh three. Uh, the room number. Mm-hmm. All right, back to Sarah. When Morbius makes his mayday call for help on the ship, how many nautical miles does he say they are away from Long Island? Oh my God, twenty-eight. <laughs> Sam? No. 
<laughs> um oh good god um i'm gonna say uh 42 it was a short number right what's it like five or something 13 13 yeah it was 13 13 yeah all right sam oh god <laughs> what test number do the human trials of his study begin i knew that was gonna be a question so what test number yeah, he says test number, blah, 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 human trials. So this is when he's using the serum on himself. 243. That is correct. I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> Did, so if, the, if, if this movie were like every other movie where they, they test a thing on an animal first, it would have, you know what I'm saying? Like she looks over that the, the mouse survives, right? It dies and then it survives. Like, eventually the mouse should have turned into a bat, right? You would think. It would right? have been or flying around. only want to drink blood yeah. or die. Yeah. It would have been flying around because it was concentrating too hard. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. <laughs> but technically, uh, no, because Jared Leto's character did not turn into a bat. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah, well, whatever. But, but it would get little mousy red eyes and turn blue. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, Sarah, this is your question. Let's go. On the front page of the Daily Bugle that Milo is reading, there are two other Marvel villains printed on the page. Who were they? Mm, Spider-Man, or uh, hold on, Venom, and um, Deadpool. Okay. <laughs> Sam? <laughs> I I didn't um I I don't know um do you see they're Marvel villains right yeah on the he holds the Daily Bugle up when he's talking to the guy at the like, booth and did it you shows say Sandman did she two. say Sandman did Sarah say Sandman not no. at all all right Sandman and um um let's do uh, uh Wolverine. Black Cat and Rhino. Rhino. Were the two Marvel okay. villains that were. Now, now we're just naming animals. I vote yeah. Purple Tiger <laughs> and the pink mongoose that's in the back. That's that's how they are in Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Sam wins our game with one point. Woohoo! Damn it. <laughs> I got one thing right. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> so hard. That's good. Do you just like look for things like this? Is that like your well, Yes, just... and that's why that's why yeah. we take notes and try to uh <laughs> like guess what he what horrible insane detail he's going to find in these stupid movies. Oh, Andrew, I... so I found what you were doing. I found your your quote. Morbius's quote, Don't make me hungry, you won't like me when I'm hungry, is taken word by word from the NCU film The Incredible Hulk, although it is spoken in Portuguese by Bruce Banner. Uh-huh. He says it in Portuguese, which is why it's funny, because he's trying to say, you won't like it when I'm angry, but he gets the word wrong. Right, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, see, even in that movie, which is not loved by a lot of people, at least that, that's Clever. funnier, you know? Okay, that's fine. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm reading over the trivia and trying to find if there's any way 
Like, MCU fans prefer to think that the Adrian Toomes vulture who appears from another universe in the post-credits scene is a variant, not the one from Homecoming. Despite the yeah, that's what I was saying. From the director that it's the despite the confirmation that it is the same character, Vulture's appearance in Morbius is a hard to reconcile with how his character arc was resolved in Spider-Man: Homecoming, given that his fight his flight equipment was destroyed and would have to rebuild it without Chitauri-based technology. Not uh-huh. to mention how the logic behind his appearance in the universe didn't gel with Spider-Man: No Way Home. Presented Doctor Strange's spell. Yeah. However, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness showed that Strange's spell had some serious and unexpected ramifications that may explain some of these inconsistencies. Basically, the director didn't know what the F he was doing. I think that, yeah, they didn't consult with Foggy on on how this whole thing was supposed to work with the multiverse. And he said, well, we're going to do a Sinister Six in the future, so we need him in, in our universe, so let's just pull him in. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, it's just, it's it's just I don't know, it's annoying. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Time for our top three Marvel villains. Marvel villains. Sam, you get to go first. All right. Um, my third one are a set of of villains, and they are the Sentinels. All right. Uh, generally from the X Men. But um, especially in the MCU, uh, or not the MCU yet, um, Days of Future Past, they are incredibly uh, terrifying. Um, my number two has to be uh, Fing Fang Foom, the uh, alien who decides it's better to be a, a, a kind of a kung fu dragon uh, than well, any I was, other. I was thinking Hong Kong Fui for a minute. But yeah. I guess that's a joke. <laughs> And then, of course, my number one, and I, I tried to think of things that weren't in the MCU yet and, and kind of look to see what they have to pull from. And number one, keeps getting teased but never showing up is Mephisto or basically mm-hmm. the devil himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That sounds fun. Uh, Sarah. Okay, well, I am not a uh, Marvel aficionado. Uh, however, as far as like Marvel villain Marvel villains go that I have seen, I I vote Magneto as number one. Yeah, I, yeah, he's a good I one. like his backstory. I like the I like his his character evolving. It's I enjoy that. Um, he makes I'm sense thinking, when you when you uh-huh. when you get to his backstory. It makes sense why he's doing what he's doing. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, I also enjoy Phoenix from X Men. Also, oh, the dark phoenix, yeah, yes, uh-huh. yes. I like the the mental split where she's you know, they're uh, Professor X is trying to suppress the more evil side of her, but then it kind of overpowers and she, yeah, and then you know, uh, towards I, I don't know if it's towards the end per se, but throughout the storyline, then she actually tries to save the people around her because she knows that she's terrible, so I like that, but um, the, I guess these are all like newer movies i guess but i like venom also so okay cool yeah Yeah. i mean can't go wrong there well it's also tom hardy so (laughs) if we're talking about jared leto i'm gonna talk about tom hardy so oh he he does it for you too huh a thousand percent oh i think you i think you just need to start an an, another podcast and call it thirst trap and just talk about all these (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm in. That's fine. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. Uh, you should go watch him in Star Trek uh, in Nemesis. That's his first theatrical film. He's like 22 mm-hmm. years old, and he is a skinny little dude. It's uh, it's funny to see. I mean, just not just to go to see him. Like, if you put him, watch that movie, and then watch Batman uh, Dark Knight Rises next to it, like, it, it, it can't be the same human. I was just going to bring that up, because his character in Dark Knight Rises is, like, Awful different. and hey. terrible <laughs> and unidentifiable. Yes. I'm just, I'm just joking. I know there's a lot of people that like that movie. I don't, but like what you like. I don't care. Just It's still a better movie than Morpheus here. I uh, agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it yeah. Is. It, it is. is. Well, it we're gives on a you some we're stuff on a... you haven't seen before and yeah. We're on a six-point scale here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, chiropractic medicine and prisons that are in the ground. And yeah, I've never seen that before. Yep. Uh, Okay. My top three. So Sarah said uh, Magneto, which I I think he's fantastic. So I'm actually going to switch him out with one. So my number three, when I just now just realized that all these guys are Spider-Man villains. Uh, my number three nice. is Green Goblin. I think, mm. I think that was the perfect casting to have Willem yep. Dafoe as the Goblin. Uh, Another Jekyll and Hyde type character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Except that Doctor Jekyll still kind of is an ass, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My number two is technically uh, it's kind of a cheat because Kingpin is in. Oh yeah, he's in a movie. He's in Into the Spider Verse. So that that yeah, Kingpin. Yep. I mean, I was mostly thinking of uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's version of Kingpin, but he's not in any movies. But not yet. Whoa! Wait! 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 Uh, seven degrees. Um, you had uh, Matt Murdock in um, No Way Home. Yeah, who was in. Yeah, I know. I'm just Daredevil, who was in Kingpin, who was in um, Hawkeye. Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm just saying he's not in an MCU movie, but I don't care. He, his, his character is great. He's a great bad guy. Yeah, he and, really is. And then my number one is Otto Octavius. I, I really enjoyed Alfred Molina's version of that in Spider-Man 2. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> all right. Time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we tell Harry Potter the, our score from 0 to 10. Uh, for not, not 0 to 6, but all the way to 10. <laughs> what this movie is going to be ranked and i think we're gonna break our streak because we haven't had a movie lower than a six since going all the way back to the last time sarah was on the podcast <laughs> portnoy's complaint is a fantastic movie yeah okay. but you- you gave it a four and a half. <laughs> oh, I will never forget that episode. Oh ever. my gosh! Yeah, that movie uh, was a five. Uh, ended up being a five point zero five. So wow. that's that's the last time we dipped below six. Although I'm sorry, I'm sorry, five point eight. I miss I miss saw Total Recall at a five point eight. But the rest have all been six or above. So, will we break uh, break that streak? Let's find out. 
Andrew. Um, well, my top three um, villains from Marvel are... Gosh, dang it. It's been a while since I've done that, too. God dang it. I mean, it's it probably been two you months one since... one job. One oh, for, for, for 350 episodes, I went last. And then I decided to make Andrew go last because I like his... Top three better. I thought they were always better than anyone else's. And so we switched it. And probably of the, let's say, 60 episodes it's been since Andrew's gone last, I have probably forgotten him 30. I mean. I kind of make it a little game. I should make it a drinking game. but Yeah. uh, And it's also because we didn't have any Twitter interaction on this. None. Um, And in fairness, I did get it out a little late, but. We didn't have any. Twitter. Everybody's avoiding uh, this movie as much as possible. So I knew that I didn't have anything else to say on the subject. Andrew, what is your <laughs> top three, please? Uh, I I went with villains we haven't seen on screen yet. So uh, I've got Galactus at number three. I've got Craven the Hunter at number two. Wait, isn't Galactus then... in Fantastic Four two? Rise of the Silver Surfer. Uh, maybe I. It's That's one not of the an films MCU I've, movie. I've blocked out. Oh, well. Okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> I blocked out. I blocked out. And then uh, number one, uh, he kind of has his own show, but he hasn't really been on a big silver screen movie, and that's MODOK. MODOK. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so but... now to the score. The IMDb gives this movie a 5.2 out of 10. Um I cannot go 5.2 because that is too generous for this. Uh, I'm going to back that on up to about uh, four vampire bats out of 10. (laughs) I don't want to see it again. All right. Yeah. Sarah. So on on your scale, remind me, four is obviously don't want to see it again, but then what's... What are the levels here? Well, 10 is the best, and 10 means that you love it. 10 means that you want to watch movie. it. It's a perfect film. And zero yeah. means that you are actively seeking revenge on me for forcing you to watch it. Like, I should be looking for, you know, uh, bombs in the mail. Compensation. Yes. <laughs> You're going to sue me. Okay. Things like that. Uh. I'm going to kind of roll with Andrew on this one, and I'm going to give it a 4.1. All right. But caveat. Okay. If judging Jared Leto, I'm going to give him a 17. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Sam. I'm going to give it an uninspired 3.85 out of 10. This is brutal. It was hard to get through. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it, it was, the problem is, is that it's not, to me, it's not a terrible movie because there are parts that look good. The music is fine. I don't remember really much about it other than the part that Andrew commented on. And I did see in the trivia that there's a part that it sounds, it said someone said, it said it sounds like, so the, literally just someone wrote in there, there's a part that sounds like the Batman theme. In the style of, yeah, it's just, it sounds like Hans Zimmer. I don't know what that means. Anyway, yeah. but I, I, again, it's 
I mean, I'm not mad that I watched it. I'm glad I watched it. I just don't care. I'm apathetic. So, you know, four sounds fine, I guess. I just, you know, yeah. four. It, I just, I don't care, really. I just, the only, the only, the, the that last clip that I played, you know, the, you know, the only interesting part of the movie. Thanks for meeting me, Doc. Was that part, and we're making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> because I had more questions. I mean, at, at that point, I, I cared. I was intrigued, and I cared because I'm like, wait a minute, how did he get this suit? Where did he come from? Why didn't he go back? Like I was, really... why was the suit so loud? Yeah, and why was he <laughs> flying only six inches off the ground when he could fly anywhere? I don't know. It's just yeah. whatever. My point is that that gives us a grand total of four point one one two five. I think it... had we had Jared Leto in the in the black Elvis jumpsuit. For this role, that that would have been a little higher of a score because Sarah would not have been able to contain herself. Yeah, just give it some sort of identity to to stand out. It just it was doomed. For, doomed. For, for what it's worth, the last time we had a movie in the fours was Watership Down. Oh man! <laughs> and I gave wow. that movie a six and a half. I think I'd rather watch Watership Down than this again. I probably would. I would. I absolutely would. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't even know what that is, but if I had to watch Portnoy's complain again, I would. (laughs) I would not. I would rather watch this. I'm just gonna be (laughs) honest. I could fall asleep to this at least. Uh go yeah, Google Watership Down. You'll have nightmares tonight. It's fine. Super. Uh Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and joining us. This was uh this was a treat and I really appreciate you coming back on. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. This uh, uh, last minute stuff and not knowing a whole lot about Marvel. I enjoyed it. Good. Well, I'm glad you at least had a, a semi good time. Um, <laughs> Don't ask me. Um, <laughs> no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you made us. Okay. How about this? You made us watch Portnoy's complaint. Therefore, we made you watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're even. I, I like to spread the love, okay? I spread the love, and Portnoy's complaint really shows uh, love. Yeah, that's yeah, the word I'm going to Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> that's the word, love. Um, do you want to tell people just, about uh, Bird in the Hand? I mean, I know you're you're kind of on a hiatus right now. There's a lot of things going on, but you can still point people to that show and listen to old episodes. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bird in the Hand is... Uh, more book related than anything. Uh, my co-host and I would uh, talk about a different genre every week and there was always dirty talk and whatnot. So if you're looking for a new book boyfriend or want to know some badly written sex scenes by male authors, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely the pod to listen to. It's a, it's a good time. We have a, we have a lot of fun with it. So um, season two is probably going to air in January and it'll be a solo trip, but I will be uh interviewing indie authors within different genres so cool yeah i'm gonna have to write a book so that i can be on your show by all means okay or maybe we can just i can just read a book i think i even jokingly said hey i'll I'll, we can read a book we can review a book but you need to tell me what that book is now because (laughs) it it takes me a while to read a book he has to go word by word well yeah Tuh-huh. What, what, Andrew, what did you call uh, it in the uh, beginning? Grammarly? Sponsored by Grammarly? Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> I mean, the last book, I mean, I'll just be honest, the last book that I physically read, put eyes to paper on, was the short story for Minority Report. And that was because I was going to be on a podcast. Wow. And that was uh, over a year ago. Here. Wow, wow, wow. So I do, I've done several audio books since, since then. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think once I finish grad school, I might never want to read anything ever again. <laughs> That's fair. Fair. <laughs> fair. All right. Well, again, thank you, Sarah, so much for coming on. Of course. That awkward pause was caused by. I was going to say, what's going on here? <laughs> I thought my I thought my screen froze again. No, I'm coughing. <laughs> I just had to hit the mute button. Next week is Nightmare on Elm Street 2. That's right. We're watching the second one. And of course, our Nightmare on Elm Street expert is coming back on the show, Lindsay Washburn, to to uh guide us through Freddy's Revenge. Again, I have not seen it. Have any of you seen it, Andrew Sam? No. It's been years. I assume that silence is Sam saying no also. So, <laughs> can you not hear me? I can now. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I have not seen it. All right, I could I, I didn't think so. Uh, again, another one that we have not seen. This is great. I mean, so far. Well, you know what? I was shaking my head. I think that was the problem. That's awesome. Thank you for the podcast <laughs> uh thing. I really do think that this will be the 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 first 3, no, 1 2 3 4 movies of the of the month of 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 cheap scare reviews all of us had not seen any of i think that's actually pretty yeah. interesting huh. uh, it's impressive yeah it is although i mean it is horror movies ish yeah so well and, makes and then just this so <laughs> yeah. all right well that all having been said again thank you all so much for listening thank you sarah for coming on and on behalf of sarah sam and andrew this is sean saying thank you all so much for listening we'll see you next week for Nightmare on Elm Street. And also, yes, I am ending the show without having mentioned any of our social medias or our website. You guys know what they are. Go there. <laughs>